Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Well, you gotta link those scenes together if you're ever gonna have a good adventure. We'll talk about that after this. Okay, I I have a bit of a problem as a GM. Um, it's <laughs> um, link, uh, lack of senitis, I guess. I don't know what I can call it. But I tend to get really good images in my head, and I'm sure this happens to a lot of, lot of GMs, where you have these really great, great scenes you think that the players will really, you know, dig. And that's all you got. That's all I got. I thought, wouldn't it be great if this thing happened and that thing happened and the other thing happened? But I have no story. I mean, I may have a little premise, but I don't have any kind of thing to hang it on to. And that's what you have to do. Uh, by the way, disclaimer, these scenes may not happen, depending on what your players do. But don't worry about it. That's just a starting point for you. I mean, I have other problems as a GM, but that one is one of the more frustrating when I have to come up with a game. Because if I'm lucky, I'll have a premise. If not, I'll think, oh, wow, wouldn't it be neat if these goblins from the PCs were fighting in a barn? Or something like that. You just see it in your head. That, that what I'm trying to say is that may, may not happen and don't force it on your players. But it's great inspiration for you and it will spur you on to do something great, you know, because, you know, you're not prepping plot, you're prepping situations. And you got to be able to come up with something to link those again together. Um, you just get an, I just get an image in my head and it's like, I don't know how to do this. And that's what's frustrating about it. That's why I have like books and tables and supplements and all that and the internet and all that other stuff to try and prod me on from there because that's what you need. And that's pretty much, you know, it. Now, another thing I have a problem with is too much. Just too much. I will, you know how players overthink things and sometimes GMs overthink things. But I overthink it during prep, during when I'm coming up with an adventure. I've got to, okay, it can, it's always like, okay, say I have a really good premise this time. Don't worry about scenes. I can say I have a really good premise. Okay, I'd like to see this happen and this happen. Um, but I don't know if it's going to happen because it's just a premise. But at the same time, it's like I go off in like 10 different directions on how this can go. And it's just, it overwhelms me. It will overwhelm you if you're doing the prep. You come up with a good idea and I could do this, 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 but I can't do all of it at once. So, that's something else to handle. Now, the first problem, senitis or whatever you want to call it, um, you got to learn, 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 do link the scenes. And, you know, you got to find uh, something else to go with it. It's a common denominator. It's one of those things where you can start from the ending and trace it back and go, you know, follow it back to the beginning. And then you have something. Now, like I said, these things may not happen depending on what the players do, and sometimes they come up with something better. But 
you've got to, like I said, you got to start somewhere and starting backwards is a good thing. Starting backwards, okay, how about taking that scene as like the centerpiece and extrapolating backwards to that scene and then keep going from that scene to the beginning? Then you put it all together and go, okay, I can do this. I can have this happen. This is why this happens. This is why they're in the barn fighting. The goblins are in the barn fighting uh, the player characters and animals and stuff. So, you know, use that as your centerpiece. And once again, I'm going to remind you that centerpiece may not happen, but you got something to work with. So, so do that. Now for the second problem, you got to start weeding down. You got to learn to be your own editor. You got to learn to look at something and say, I've, I want this one thing, this one, this one premise, but I've got like five different ways I want to go with it. Well, you look at those five different ways and what seems the most plausible? Not what's possible, but what's plausible given a whatever genre world you're working in. And so usually you can I can identify at least two things that don't fit because they're not plausible enough. I don't work with possible. I work with plausible. It makes it more interesting. So I take those two out and then I got three more left. And it's like, okay, this one might take place way far away and I don't want the characters to go all that far to do this. So I'll take that one out. Okay, this one right here is kind of contingent on what's happening upstream uh, with with another village and stuff like that, and that's not happening. And then I take that out, and boom, I've got a direction to go to, go go in rather. So it's a process. It is a process of elimination. You know, I'm. <laughs> there's a lot of GMs who wish they had these problems because they don't have enough ideas, and I've been in that boat before too. So that's the kind of thing you got to think out, think about when you have this problem. It's a good to me. These are good problems to have because they're solvable, and it'll only make your game better. It makes you think. These are the kinds of things that spur me to think outside the box. I mean, if I've got five different directions to go in a game, and I start eliminating eliminating them, and I come to the one, I start going, okay, the other one. You know, take one of the other directions and look at what I have there and say, well, maybe I can add a little bit of that into this one and start picking, picking from those. You know, all good GMs are pickers, you know, like American pickers. They're all good. They're good pickers by taking this and putting it there. This It's almost like a puzzle sometimes. You know, you just, you, you match it up the best of your abilities and it's it's just it's fun to see and i if i'm lucky i'll boil this down into one page and probably half the page will get crossed out depending on what the players do you know you got to think about consequences too of their actions and sometimes a lot of times the consequences lead to more interesting story stuff you know make sure the players know that actions have consequences but don't discourage them. Let them figure that out. Let them hoist themselves by their own petard and see what happens because you know, the, the game will only benefit from it. You know, the players and you will benefit from it. 
So yeah, get them into, they get into trouble, see how they can get out and figure out a way to use what you got, what you have come up with or what they have come up with and work it that way. And you can see adventure creation is kind of a, a loosey goosey thing. Um, because you can't, you can't boil down things to preconceived notions and still expect the players to play, but you can't sit at the game table and have nothing. I've been in those games. My God, I hated those games where you just wander around and do nothing. Maybe have an encounter. Maybe. It may be even a combat encounter if you're lucky. But yeah, I've had GMs where it's like, well, I'm just going to do this and pluck the players down and see what happens. Well, that's fine. If you know your players and you know what their backstories are and what they're all about, and you know what's in that area, that's fine. But some people just like, okay, boom, you're in this town. What do you want to do? No, you don't go like that. You push them in a direct... This is the only... To me, this is the only time that... And I don't even really call this, call this railroading, but the only time you want to do something like that is at the very beginning of the game, of the adventure. Try and nudge them in a direction. And then step back. Take a step back and see what they do. And then you go from there. So there's some good ideas about, you know, plotting plots and all that kind of stuff. So you're welcome. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Or you can drop me a voicemail at Spotify for Podcasters. All right. Uh, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program. I would thank you for single donations. My 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 Kofi page, KO can't talk tonight. KO-FI.com slash old man grognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash old man grognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me a monthly. Jason from Moral Project, Gilbert Sars, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. For other good podcasts, there is Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Kinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>